Here's another episode of us. That's Trimmer. So, I'm Christian. Welcome new, back to Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. It's a new intro. I figured we, it's uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving well, week. Yeah, after Thanksgiving. The week after Thanksgiving. It's actually now technically Christmas time, um, based on the uh, calendar switching over and such. Seriously? No. I guess we can't avoid Christmas anymore. Anyway, today we're going to go over the distal radius fracture known as the... Colley's fracture. Colley's, also heard Colley's fracture. You'll Named older. after Joseph A. Colley's. He's a physician from Austria. Oh, that's correct. That sounds... That's, no, it's totally, totally made right. up. And then more importantly, we will be reviewing the Kettle Brand Apple Cider Vinegar Chips, which it's are the limited batch. Yeah, it's very much a, um, a holiday festive type chip. They have a maple leaf on it, so... So they're, uh, huh, they're Canadian? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But we need to thank uh, Karen again for these. Yeah, well, Karen and Aiden. Karen they and both Aiden. came up with them, oh, yeah. Karen and Aiden. Thank you, Karen and Aiden. But the Coley's fracture is the most common fracture in young adults and the elderly. Huh. So that leaves the middle-aged people out. Yes. I wonder what their most common fracture is. That'd be a good trivia question. I, I don't know. I, we will have to look that up some other time. This is uh, more common in women. I don't know what that means, but that's just what the, the literature says. And it is most commonly related to the foosh, or fall on outstretched hand. The foosh. It's very popular amongst uh, rollerbladers, roller skaters, skateboarders, skiers, snowboarders, what have you. Trippers and fallers. Like, yeah. I broke mine going up the stairs. Yeah, that's unique. Yep, that was me. It's not the only thing about you that's unique, though. Yep, I was wearing my towel at the time, so... You know, did you did you don the towel? I had ju I had just uh, left the shower, which was on a uh, different floor, and uh, I tripped on the stairs and I broke my wrist. Huh? Ten days before my wedding. Brilliant. So all my wedding photos is me in a cast. Well, what was left of the cast? Yeah. Well, I saw this new uh, cast. It's totally unrelated. Yeah. Made out of uh, plastic. Plastic like cast. A like a honeycomb pattern. No. Oh, really cool. Very light. Was that like a? One of those digital produced ones. Sure. One of those cool Did you ones. see the 3D pen that you can, we're totally like drifting yeah, off okay. target here. The new 3D pen where you can draw with, and then as you're drawing, you're building something like three-dimensional, like an airplane or not, yeah. not like a real one. Like that a toy sounds airplane. fantastic. It's really cool. Definitely like that. That'll be a good Christmas present for your kids. That would be good. They're not getting that though. Huh. We anyway, made, back we, to the college fracture. We made the gingerbread house this morning. Did you? Well, we just sprinkled sugar everywhere. That was pretty much the extent of it. You got to use uh, frosting as glue. Yeah. I found out if you add more butter, it sticks better. So my son got up early and decided that he would do it on his own. And by early, I mean like 6.15. That's a good time for gingerbread house contest. And so he said he couldn't find the frosting, so he just used the rice, which was powdered sugar. It wasn't rice. So oh, okay. But it didn't work. No, that doesn't that doesn't stick well. It was everywhere. That's anyway, hilarious. the Coley's fracture, you're right. We should So signs and symptoms. The the most obvious sign is what they call the dinner fork deformity. Uh, with a Coley's fracture you get a, a posterior displacement or dorsal displacement of the radius, which is the uh, arm bone, forearm bone. The bone that attaches to your thumb. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. And so you'll see 
essentially your wrist will stick out a little bit like the end of a fork. I like dinner forks. So there's a difference between a dinner and a salad fork when it comes to fractures. Appa apparently. Huh. I, I thought right, a salad fork up. was just smaller, but I don't know enough it's about It's got the forks. same deformity, though. A uh, history of a foosh is the most common. Generally, everyone who has one of these will, will have fallen onto an outstretched hand. Yeah, without wrist guards. Yeah. Uh, you'll have wrist pain, swelling, and then difficulty gripping, or, or just sort of weakness in the hand is very common as well. Usually, uh, I remember a story of my uh, my mother-in-law visiting, and we were at the rollerblading rink, mm. and uh, she thought somebody was taken off with her purse. Yeah. So she went after them, forgetting that she had rollerblades on. Ooh. Uh, did the uh, traditional foosh, took her into the hospital. They tried to set the fracture, mm -hmm. but it was unstable. Ouch. So they set it and then tried to cast it, and it wouldn't stick. So she ended up having surgery. Yep, which is pretty common. They'll try to cast it in most cases. Depending on where the fracture location is, they can pull that off, or in your mother-in-law's case, they cannot, in which point... They'll go in and generally do a fixation surgery with uh, with plates and screws, the O-R-I-F, if you will. Open reduction internal fixation. Absolutely. The other thing that is quite common, apparently, with the college fracture is the presence of osteoporosis. So this is obviously more in the elderly population. Uh, generally speaking, 75% of elderly individuals that experience a college fracture have osteoporosis. So that, not, that might that might explain some of the uh, the higher incidents among females too. Yeah, yeah, that could. And so now they're making that sort of a general standardized test. If you are of a certain age and you fracture your wrist, they will start to look for osteoporosis. That's always a good idea. Yeah. Uh, differential diagnosis for this is is sort of all over the place. Scaphoid fracture is is the most concerning, which we've discussed a few times before. Much less likely median nerve injuries. The other thing that's kind of interesting in that area is the triangular fibrocartilage complex, the TFCC. Uh, I haven't seen a bunch of those in a while. For a while though, they were like all over the place yeah. and now they're gone again. Hmm. Uh, carpal tunnel injuries, scapholunate instability. These are all wrist bones. The lunotriquetral ligament, uh, other tendon injuries. And I guess most of these would be pain in the wrist, not necessarily the deformity, right? Yes, yes. The deformity is really a telltale kind sign. Of, kind of the big ones. Compartment syndrome, which we discussed, distal radial onal joint instability, and then some other fun uh, fracture names. Gazelli fracture, which is a fracture of the distal third of the radial shaft, which can kind of mimic it. And then also the Smith fracture, which is also known as the reverse Coley's fracture. So now instead of the, the dorsal or posterior uh, direction, you have more of an anterior or palmar direction. Yeah, that one usually happens if you don't catch yourself on time and you actually end up falling on the back of your hand instead exactly. of the palm. Yep. So that's not super common, but, but certainly can happen. I saw a really yeah. terrible one playing softball, which I think is the most common. Yeah. You get the glove and the glove doesn't quite and you get under the glove and you roll. Yeah. It was it was pretty entertaining. The people yeah. there were trying to stabilize his arm with baseball bats. It wasn't it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> so it's unfortunate. I uh, once stabilized a college fracture that happened in a, a kids football game um, with a um, half of a cardboard box. 
That's going to work. And tape. It was Yeah, it worked really well because it was super better. light. and they yeah, got, it's much better than a baseball bat. Yeah, they got the kid out to uh, yeah. children's and he had surgery. Uh, when in doubt, just go to the emergency room. You get in there. Take a look. Make yeah. sure. Don't tinker around with these. Don't try to, like, have have some, I'm going to not name any names, but have some semi-trained professional say, oh, you've dislocated your wrist. Here, let me pop it back in. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. Yeah. If you have that dinner fork deformity, and we'll definitely have photos of that up this week, go go to the hospital. Yeah, it's almost like a step, right? Your your, uh, your arm, instead of being straight, it makes a little Z. It kind of jots in yep. and out again. So yeah, definitely. Not, not a good sight. Usually very painful. Go have it x-rayed. Go, go to the ER or the urgent care. They can take care of you there. Yep. Uh, the biggest long-term concern with this is anytime the, the joint surface is, is affected. These all have special fancy names, which we're not going to get into, but... If the fracture is below the, the joint space and out of the cartilage, you're much better off long term than if it does go through the, the joint surface. Again, uh, surgery is, is fairly common. Most people can get away with casting in most cases, though. PT treatment-wise, if it's surgeries happen, you can start as early as one week post-surgery in some cases. When casted, it's usually four to eight weeks, again, depending on age and, and how well everything's setting. Yeah, biggest complication that we'll run into with PT is loss of mobility, um, more so in pro and supination. So, you know, lifting your, turning your forearm, mm-hmm. and the palm up and down. Since it's a, uh, the, the, the forearm has a, an intricate joint system with both a distal and a proximal ulnar radial joint, um, it can affect that motion mostly. Mostly. That's not even really a word. Yeah. I know with me it was definitely extension was more difficult. Okay. But that uh, that took a while to come back. It came back. It really helped out my golf game for a while, though. <laughs> I know I didn't have the, the loose wristy issues I've been having. Uh, that's but, that's rather drastic to improve your golf game. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you could wear like a wrist guard or something, yeah. I guess. But, uh, you know, this week my golf game was terrible. So uh, back to the drawing board for me, I guess. Sorry to hear that. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, the other big thing we'd like to do here is, is start loading through the wrist at some point. So this would be, uh, you know, either through kind of knuckles or, or on a perfect push-up sort of system where you're starting to load without having to extend or flex your wrist too much and then working into the more traditional uh, flexed and extended, well, extended position for your wrist. And that PT can, it goes really quickly usually in most cases. Yeah, six, eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's back to, you know, sports as or activities without limitations, you know, usually within a couple months. Yeah, PT is is very helpful though in, in making sure that you get the most of your mobility back because mm-hmm. especially after being immobilized, you, you'll end up with some kind of capsular restriction which can really affect your mobility. So um, it can. P, PT tends to be uh, quite helpful in those cases. Yeah, I'm treating a, a younger individual at the moment, 20s, so I guess middle-aged. Um, no, that's younger. Younger, younger. Third, Coley's fracture on the same wrist, and uh, after the second one didn't have particularly good motion, and now has not good motion at all. Yeah, so that's, I could see that. That's going to be a little bit more work than we uh, than we were hoping for. But I think we're on to trivia time. Ooh, trivia! Last week's trivia, good one. What state raises the most turkeys? Obviously, with Thanksgiving, this was very appropriate. Yes. Yeah. The answer is Minnesota. Anybody get it? No, no, no. Not a lot of guesses this week. Not a lot of action on the on the people, socials. People were uh, too busy traveling. I think people were weather, 
food hangovers, all that yeah. sort of stuff. All that sort of stuff. Absolutely. This Not week's great. trivia question. Oh, here we go. So, uh, in the animal kingdom, there is one animal that poos in little squares. Like its poo is cube shaped, and not like kind of cube shaped. It is significantly cube shaped. Um, and there's just been some extra research as to why this is. They really haven't figured out what the real answer is. There are some thoughts. Hmm. Um, uh, be trying to the intestines working in such a way that it can try to squeeze the maximum amount of fluid and reabsorb that fluid. So that would be an animal that lives in a somewhat arid area, maybe. But so what animal? Poops in cubes. <laughs> it's very funny. I have no idea. So this will be interesting. We shall look this up. Alrighty. Chip time. So kettle brand apple cider vinegar. Compliments of Karen and Aiden. And we're big fans of the kettle brand as usual. Yep. These so. are their regular uh, chips, not the rigid or anything like that. Chip to ratio. I gave it a 45%. Pretty, pretty solid. Pretty solid amount here. I'm done talking. Kettle's always very crunchy. Yep. Nice and thick. I mean, um, apple cider vinegar flavor. Not to be confused with other vinegar. Very cool. No, it's different than cider vinegar or uh, the cider vinegar, whatever we had, salt vinegar. Or the um, vinegar or the balsamic. Oh, this is it's good. a very subtle taste, but it's definitely there. I'm getting both cider and apple. Yep. But it's not as tart as I would have expected. I'm liking these. No, these are good. Very good. Yeah. I mean, after last week, anything is, a, is an up. A significant improvement on the um, roasted chicken dog bites that we had. Yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go two thumbs. I know. I, I feel like two thumbs might be just an overreaction, but I think it's also worth it at the same time. Wow, you're overthinking as well. I really too am. Much. It's two thumbs. You're right. This is good. Recommended. Two thumbs of recommendations here. Game on. Two times, two thumbs. That's four thumbs. Four total thumbs. It's quite up. Four yeah. total thumbs. Four up, up thumbs. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over patellar bursitis. Ah, whatever you want to call it. So infrapatellar bursitis. Oh, that's the word we're looking for. Okay. That's, All right. That's, that's, Let's go with that. That's probably the best one. Infrapatellar bursitis. Very nice. Very nice. And then we are going to review the Deep River New York Spicy Dill Pickle. And then we're going to throw in the Old Dutch Dill Pickle. Which, a little uh, dill pickle taste off. Yeah, a little, little taste off. We've already done the Old Dutch one. We, we got another bag, so we figured we might as well do it as well. Just toss it in there. Yeah. Just, just get it in there. I'm going to have this last piece. If you like the show today, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. For more information on the Coldies Fracture, follow us on Instagram and or Twitter throughout the week. For more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer and I'm Christian. Thanks for listening. <laughs>